Welcome to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. This is the only podcast that gives you a raw and unfiltered perspective of what it's really like to be a professional cheerleader. Whether you're currently on a pro team, an alumni, or really curious about what it takes to become a pro cheerleader, the Pro Cheerleading Podcast gives you all the inside scoop and hot topics in the pro cheerleading industry and in-depth interviews of current and former cheerleaders. I'm your host, Makiba. Join me every Wednesday as I reveal the truth behind the palms. I just want to welcome you both officially to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. I Thanks already know what I want to name this episode. I oh, mean, good. you cannot have like a season or any kind of cheerleading anything, dance anything without American Woman. Like, I just feel yes. like. Yes. Yes. It's like our know, theme it's, song. It's just <laughs> I'm so excited to have Bridget Menard and Tracy Hirsch from USA Cheerleaders, the yes. Austin division with us today, you guys. I'm so excited. Oh, oh guys. Bridget, it's been like, literally, I was just going for, it's been a year, almost. I know. <laughs> how, how did that much oh time God. go by? We had so much freaking fun. Oh, okay, Tracy, I don't think I told you these stories. But um, yeah, y'all are about to hear a lot of different stories from each other. <laughs> oh my God, guys, I really am freaking out a little bit. <laughs> We're going to just freak out and relax too. I have, you know, my little yes, daytime yes. rosé. Do you have a <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. I made a tequila soda. Perfect. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Love I'm that. so happy we're finally doing this. How about Tracy just reminded me that we communicated hella way back <gasps> when she was auditioning for freaking Ravens, Brittany and Nuh-uh. I. Yeah. Yes. Which seems yes. like so many moons ago now, like a lifetime ago, but crazy. Yeah, y'all were See, so sweet. Just to appreciate like the support of the podcast. Cause you know, when we first started, we were just like so I don't even know the word for it. Just scared shitless probably is the best way of putting it. I mean, Bridget and I literally met from her sending cute videos of her just talking. (laughs) (laughs) Which were my favorite. Brittany and I used to like, um, what was it? I think I was supposed to more or less respond to Twitter. And Brittany had Instagram. But because like we were sharing the accounts, like sometimes I would see things first. Mm. And I was just like, I have to respond to this. (laughs) I loved her videos so freaking much. Like they just gave me life. And anyway, I, I had absolutely zero fear sending her all those videos. Just FYI. What were the videos? Like she would listen to an episode maybe, and then just have like thoughts and just like little I love it. different things. And I was just so here for, it. I was watching them back to back to back, <laughs> but it felt like we already knew each other. It was just like the home yeah. girl, the home girl. I love her chats. I, I feel like let's literally have Bridget and I met. It was like her sending me videos on Instagram and she was just talking to me like we had been friends forever. We were trying to talk about cheer. And then I remember this one time, Bridget, you were like, oh, you know, like when you're trying to get ready and like look cute, but like you just don't like anything you're putting on. She's like, that's what I'm at today. And I was like, this girl and I are going to be friends for life. Like just so relatable. <laughs> so relatable. Literally feel like I've known her forever. And then meeting yeah. in person, oh it felt like, yep, this is my girl. <laughs> had me on a freaking canoe (laughs) love you like what was that called is that a canoe damn it tracy okay 
So here's what happened. The, the blackout <laughs> last year during the summer, or not the blackout, the, the alleged blackout that was going to happen because you know how ERCOT like messed us up last winter mm-hmm. um, and how we were predicting we weren't going to have power to have enough AC during the summer. So I told Makiba, hey, like I'm this close to hopping on a Spirit Airlines to Seattle to stay I with you. <laughs> <laughs> and then she was like, wait a minute, what if we just go over there since the blackout didn't happen? I was like, okay, that's actually would be a dream come true I can't even imagine that but obviously like Austin has become this like tourist destination over the last like since the pandemic and so she and Brittany came so that was a huge surprise and special treat to me and then um they stayed on rainy and they were really good at finding stuff to do like uh, they didn't need me at all and it kind of offended me a little bit (laughs) not gonna lie And um, I was like, okay, I know what we're going to do. This has been on my list. We paddleboarded, but specifically paddleboarded to like the sandbar where like the parties happen. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And then of course I ran to someone I knew over there. Of he has a boat. Did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we ran into him. Well, yeah. the part that made this so special is like, I, number one, I do not swim. Number two, I suck at any kind of, I don't even attempt water sports, water, anything. <laughs> Yeah, And so for me to paddleboard in this, and of course I was like in the front, I don't know if I should have been in the back. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Like I was doing it all wrong. Like they Brittany was like, you're doing great. I was like, I probably was not, but it was just so fun. And I have no pictures to give evidence that I actually did it because nobody believes me, but. No, I do. Okay. Listen, I I will, we will release these pictures with this episode. I have them. I have them. <laughs> I just need to edit them. Literally, it's I just know. for me to prove to myself that I actually, because my kids were kind of like, you did what? And I was like, no, I was, I like was on a paddle boat thing it. and I like rode out to the middle of wherever we were. <laughs> and and I was like, and I got out of the boat and got back in the boat without like not tipping the whole thing over. I was so proud of myself. But anyway, there will be lots of stories like this. I know we just launched right into chit chat, but you know, that's how we do. Yes. This is, we're just going to call it that. This is the American woman, women episode. And Ooh, we're going to talk about USA cheerleaders. Um, there is, there's multiple divisions, but these women are from the Austin division. So we're going to get to know them and, you know, just jump right in and see where this goes because, okay, clearly I have a dog. <laughs> Giggles. 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 <laughs> she is a Yorkie poodle who has made lots of appearances on the podcast. Like if you've listened, you know, like it's not, I do the best I can to edit, but <laughs> um, I feel like she's made an appearance on every single episode this season so far. So. She's just an honorary cheerleader on every episode <laughs> yes exactly my co-host. um but welcome both of you to seriously i'm so excited oh, to do this thanks, and just relax we all have our glass of something some sort of beverage some yeah. sort of beverage <laughs> du jour <laughs> and let's just kind of like get into introductions like tell me about yourselves a little bit in terms of your dance background and kind of what led up to usa cheerleaders and then we'll kind of dive into that as well so Tracy, let's start with you. Okay. So I grew up dancing, right? Studio dancer my whole life and was cheerleading in high school and then minored in dance in college. And then, you know, you just hit that roadblock. I'm from a very small town. So there were no options really for me after college. So when I moved to Baltimore, which was about three hours away from my hometown, like Ocean City, Maryland, like, yeah, like close to the beach, which was great, but very small town. So I moved to Baltimore for grad school and 
they had Ravens cheerleading tryouts, like three blocks away from where I was living. And I just was like, Oh, that could be fun. I'll just go and try out and see what happens. And then quickly realized that I'm the girl that looked like I woke up that day and was like, I guess I'll go try out for this cheerleading team today. I was like 0% prepared, but they pulled me aside and they were like, you think you would be great for this other team that we have the Baltimore Ravens playmakers, which is the appearance team for the Ravens. So I tried out ended up doing that for three seasons, which was great. Loved it. Wonderful experience. But I missed the performing and the dancing. So I had found out that there was a professional cheerleading team locally in Annapolis called the Chesapeake Bay Hawks, which is a lacrosse team with, through the MLL. So the cheerleading team was the Hawkettes. So I tried out for that, ended up making that team, cheered with them for two seasons, um, which was great because on the first season, our coach was a cheerleader with the Baltimore Ravens. And the second season, we had her and a coach with the, she was a former Redskins cheerleader. So we had this wonderful experience where we were able to Mm -hmm. have like some choreography was very similar to the Ravens, um, you know, precision based style. And then some of our choreography was more of the Redskins flavor. So it was really great experience. But then they, unfortunately, like trends are going, they diminished the team. So that wasn't an option either. So Mm -hmm. I through a team member had found out about the USA cheerleaders. She had been a USA cheerleader for 10 years and she was trying to recruit some girls to join the team. And so that's how I got started. I, that's how I found out about it. And that's how I got started. And originally when I had first joined, it was just her and I, we didn't have any other team members really in Maryland. So they had wow. a bunch of girls, right? It's just turnover and it happens and people go through different phases of life. And so you know, since then, we've kind of recruited a lot of former playmakers and former pageant girls that I've known. And so, you know, the team is obviously growing and there's more divisions that are being added. And it's been great. But funny enough, when the pandemic happened, you know, I think a lot of people had the same idea that I did. And I want to change a pace. I want to go to warmer climates. And so I was like, I'm going to move to Austin. And it was one of my last appearances Ooh, okay. that uh-huh. I had... Ken Martin, who is our executive director of the USA Cheerleaders, he started the organization. I went to him and I said, I am going to Austin and I have my uniform, but I don't want to turn it in. I don't know if I can join the <laughs> Dallas division or what my options are. And without even hesitating, he was like, why don't you just start a team in Austin? And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I didn't even know that was an option. Like, of course. So, you know, selfishly, I'm like, this is a great opportunity for me because now I don't have to turn my uniform in. Now I'm able to keep doing what I'm doing and doing what I love. But then also I was like, oh, now I can start a team and force these 10 other women to like be friends with me because I don't know anyone in Austin. So oh, that's true. Yeah. Kind so, of building a family. Just exactly. Because that's like nice. one of the things I loved about being on a team was the sisterhood and like just having the camaraderie and like that bond. That's what I loved the most. So selfishly yeah I was like yeah I'll start a team because it's all about me and I can have these friends but then like you know the thought of like oh now I have to start this team and I don't know anyone set in and I feel like this is a great segue to Bridget Mm -hmm. because Bridget and I had connected on Instagram gosh years before Bridget literally I think it was exactly 2016 because I wasn't a cheerleader yet and my algorithm was popping and it it literally (laughs) Like my homepage is like always just dancers, but literally Tracy just popped up on my algorithm and we're both brunettes or at least, yeah, I'm natural brunette. I was like, Ooh, and I thought she was Seahawks actually, Makiba. It's the same colors. 
Everyone yeah. thought we were Seahawks cheerleaders. Yep. Isn't that crazy? Because yes. I had an interest for a bit in moving to Seattle. Actually, I still kind of do. We'll talk about that later. But yeah, it's like <laughs> steadily in the back of my mind on my list of places to go to next. Um, so yeah, I was like, okay. And then I saw that she was sniper. I was like, no way. That's my next move. That's what I'm trying to do. I want to pick her brain. I want to observe her life. I want to see if she's a normal girl or if she's totally untouchable. Like, you know, how I thought Dallas was back in the day from watching their show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was the, mm-hmm. the brand they had back in like, you know, 2010, 2016. I feel like, I feel like a lot of girls feel that way. And I don't know. I kind of went for it. <laughs> Tracy, I'm so sorry. I don't know how I came across to you, but obviously it worked. Um, yeah, I just remember you <laughs> popping in in my DMs and you were like, how did you get started? Like, how did you get involved with the Ravens? And, you know, I'm always willing to help share my story. I was just like, well, I tried out for their cheerleading team and didn't get past the first round. I went home and ate some cheese wontons and <laughs> tried out for the playmakers team two weekends later and it worked out. So I don't know how that helps you, Bridget, but <laughs> that's my story. <laughs> No, it did. Cause I get to see you on literally three different teams. I also get to see you on USA, which is also a weird coincidence. Cause Tracy is not the reason why I want to be on USA cheerleaders. Like, um, okay. Tell me, tell us your, how you got to USA cheerleaders. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. So I had a non-traditional route, which actually I thought was not normal until I listened to Vivian's story. Fun fact. I went to college with Vivian also kind of weird that like all the homies have been on this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, dude, I love Vivian. We can, I literally made her a sign at spring show that said, go Viv or go home. Like a huge poster. Oh, that is cute. Uh-huh. Cause you know, how Vivian's like a powerful, like firecracker. Yeah. She's always been that way. Like since we were 18. Love that. Literally. Crazy. You guys went to yeah. together. Like you would watch her and you'd be like, that girl's going to be a Mavericks dancer hands down when she was 18. Wow. Yeah. Did you dance in college? Like tell us like your background. Okay, so I know it's unconventional, but tell us what it, yeah. what it was. Okay, so here's the thing. My parents put me in ballet when I was three years old, and y'all know I'm like Sasquatch because I'm five eight, so that's tall for a lot of dancers. <laughs> and um I went to my first ballet class and I hated it and I was embarrassed. I threw a freaking fit. I remember this vividly, and so I didn't go back to dance class. And then I literally did everything else under the sun, like road horses, like straight up, like the outfit, the helmet, all of that. And I was an artist, which came in handy in college. When I became a dance major, I did study business too. So everything else, like literally skated for a while, did theater, which also came in handy because I did theater because I like dance. I didn't put two and two together at the time, but yeah, so did everything else. Then this was the turning point for me. Um, Okay. I was in sixth or seventh grade and I found the adult hip hop radio station. I didn't tell my parents and it was on accident. And this is what I tell everybody. And we just happened to have two really large mirrors in our guest room that was attached to my bedroom. So not only did I like find like, what's their face, baby bash and Pitbull and all of them, but then I would also, so that's at nighttime. Okay. And then in the morning I would watch um, music videos on VH1 and MTV before I went to school. Also, my parents had no idea. And so I would practice what I learned um, in the morning at nighttime at home every single day for like hours. Like I would sweat you guys. And that was in middle school, but I also forgot in elementary school, I did theater and all that. I should have known I should have gotten in dance class. I would make up dances with my friends while waiting for our parents in the carpool line. 
Like we literally had eight routines. Like we had them memorized. We're like, let's do this one. Yes. Go. <laughs> it's just stupid stuff. But <laughs> that's basically what you do on the field. Like you, you know what I mean? Like you call out, we're doing, I don't know, whatever the nickname is. And then y'all all yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of funny. So yeah. Okay. High school came around. I was like, no, I'm not doing drill team. I don't want to, I can already kick my face. Thank you very much. Um, well, I don't want to in Texas, right? Like it that's is. The thing mm-hmm. doing. Okay. Um, so I missed the boat and then freshman year came around. I was like, oh man, I really, I can't deny this. Like I, I feel like those girls are living their absolute potential. So guys, odd fool, I don't tell people this. So I actually joined color guard because it was, um, I did it during competition. Like I tried out for January cause they need more girls to do competition season, which I loved. I got to travel every single weekend for four years. I got to do lyrical contemporary jazz. It was actually awesome. And we had a very non-traditional color guard that was way more like team, and I don't know, like you get to wear the sparkles and we get to do crazy things like from, so you think you can dance. And our coach was a twirler for Baylor and it was just, it was actually a really good situation. And then, um, I kind of got sick of it and held on as long as I could, cause I still wanted to dance. And then, um, this is probably encouraging for a lot of people, especially if they're younger. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to do drill team, drill team. Cause I started doing the classes and I made a lot of friends. I practiced at home but it was two entirely different worlds. Like we didn't do axles and stuff. You know what I mean? And, and so I tried out and I didn't make it. I was shook. And I was like, that's okay. I want to do college really bad. So I trained all of senior year to do college. And I ended up going to a totally random college that I never saw coming. Hence Vivian, how I met her. Cause she was an Apache Bell at Tyler junior college. And what's really crazy about this is I told myself in middle school, I wanted to be in Chicago, I, the musical, I didn't care how I did it. If it was Broadway, whatever, I got to do it twice and I got Aww. to do it with, yeah, with a scholarship. Um, yeah. So that was amazing. And I think Vivian was one of the girls who was like, dang, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have been in Chicago. So that was cool. It was a dream come true. And then... Mm-hmm. I went to Texas state cause I knew ahead of time. I wanted to be a Spurs dancer. And also Austin was a bucket list city. So I was like, this is the perfect combination. I'm smack dab in the middle. There's semi pro teams here. It's less intimidating than Dallas. I have a better chance mm-hmm. of getting my start here and growing. And then I can always try out for whoever after I've developed. Um, and then because I was a dance major, I wasn't working on my skills and I got intimidated and I had lots of issues with fear. So I did not try out for Spurs in enough time. And then luckily and then actually Spurs oh, cutting their dance team is what led me to Makiba, literally, because I saw um, a bunch of Mavs girls I'd followed since I was like, I don't know, 18. They're popping off about it and you're kind of not allowed to have an opinion. Um, so I saw the fact that they were outraged. I was like, okay, cool. Now I can like wild out now. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also because I didn't make um, college teams, I was so upset that I said, uh-uh, I'm going to show you. And I started um, going to Mavs class over the summer. And I lost a ton of weight, came back totally different. So that's like catches you up to speed about how I got into semi-pro and arena and all that. But no, literally like um, them cutting their Spurs program, all of them, all the programs, Rampage, Urbuddy, Austin mm-hmm. Spurs um, is what led me to Makiba. And I didn't think she was going to like me. And I never <laughs> could have predicted either of these things coming in a million years. And I love that I met both of y'all, both my internet besties, my dance internet besties in 2021. I mean, I definitely remember obviously just 
the changes that were going on in our space and people speaking up and speaking out. I was going mm-hmm. on rants every five seconds because it was like the domino effect of like, yeah. this team is, you know, is gone and this one. And there were like six or seven of them, something stupid. It's funny how our world, literally, thank you to Instagram, has just kind of become so small where you feel connected to people. You have the guts like Bridget to just reach out to people and video chat them out of nowhere. And just, I mean, it all works out. I feel like our community is super supportive and like people are willing to help one another and, you know, make friends in that way because it is a little unconventional. And then, and it's not weird when you actually meet in person. Thank goodness. It's not right. Both of y'all. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Both of y'all. It was so natural. It was like, I've already met with you a thousand times. Well, exactly. yeah, because it felt that way. It was so authentic. I don't know if you could meet anyone, Bridget, and it not feel like they've known you forever. Like, it's just easy and effortless. But I was so grateful that we had connected because we started the division here. I was like, Bridget, like, that's immediately where my mind went. And I was like, tell everyone, please try out. I want you on my team. Oh, I'm so sorry. Let me backtrack. I totally forgot to add this. Okay, listen. So I grew up in Dallas. I probably should have said that because also... The um, major turning point was, um, I can't believe I forgot this, y'all. I've said this story a thousand times. So my senior year, they invited actually color guard, surprisingly, like everybody, every dance team to um, perform at the Thanksgiving parade or parade. Oh my gosh. Thanksgiving halftime um, with the Cowboys and the cheerleaders were there. And so that's fun. Yeah. And so that was my turning point of, um, Hey, lyrical and jazz and theater and all that is really fun and glamorous, but Whoa, like this is just, I feel such a magnetic pull to this. And so that was incredible and wild experience. So it made me um, switch gears and say, okay, I can do this. I just have to gain a couple different skills and kind of change Changed some things as I was going to college around Austin, even though I'm from Dallas and I saw USA cheerleaders back in like literally 2010. And I actually have a couple different friends, not just Vivian, shout out Amy, um, <laughs> who I saw, um, we're getting on the team, many, many former DCC, especially some former Mavs. And I was like, Ooh, okay. This is, this is yeah. yeah. And so my interpretation of the team actually was, this is where you go kind of when you're retired, but you don't want to you still love to dance. And I saw it was military-based, which I thought was innovative, still do. Mm -hmm. And um, I always had in the back of my head, like, maybe I can just drive to Dallas all the time on the weekends, be part of this team, but I don't want to be, you know, fickle. I really want to commit. This is a high caliber of women that are on this team. And um, you never could have predicted Tracy was going to move here. And I did see she visited a couple times and I was kind of like taunting her, like antagonizing her. She's like, yes, you should move. (laughs) Um, but I (laughs) didn't anticipate there ever being an Austin chapter, even though that made the most sense to me because we're literally right next to Fort hood, huge army base and then military city, which is San Antonio. So we're right in the middle of two huge hubs. So like, this would be the most ideal spot to do it. Tracy really did move. I was surprised. And then she hit me up and she didn't even need me because I feel like everyone kind of flocked to her. Um, but yeah, this was well, all let's, let's get into that, like about the, just like the overview of what USA cheerleaders is and, you know, just, I know they're different divisions, but you know, Tracy starting in Austin division, like talk us through what the organization's about and kind of how you went about starting a new division. I mean, that in a brand new city. Yeah. Um, so the USA cheerleaders have been around for over 20, 22 years. Like I said, Ken Martin is our mm-hmm. executive director. 
he started the team in Maryland. And since then, we've grown. So we have divisions in New Jersey, New York, uh, Florida, Dallas, like Bridget, Bridget mentioned, and then obviously Austin. And then since we developed uh, last year, they've now started a division in the Midwest. So when I was obviously given this opportunity that I could not pass up, I was very grateful. But then it was like, okay, now what do I do? Like, I've never coached a team before. I've never directed. And you're starting from scratch. Like if I had started a team in Baltimore, I think it would have been a lot different, right? Like I have a network of people there. I didn't know anyone here and I was grateful to have Bridget, but I was just like, okay, I'm going to start an Instagram account and just really hammer that we're starting this new division and we're starting a team. And I was very grateful that, you know, we had found some nuggets of girls, you know, throughout the different spaces and from different teams that have heard about it from various ways. I do think Instagram was like a huge, huge help, but some word of mouth. Yeah. Like, Oh, I, my friend was interested and she told me about this team or some people that knew about the USA cheerleaders about the Dallas division. And then were excited that we were starting a team here. So it's crazy to hear that. Like we just had our team bonding like inter- like our first little meeting at the beginning of the year. And there were a few girls on the team, right? Bridget that had said that they knew about the USA cheerleaders, but they, it was, I mean, Dallas is three hours away. Texas is a huge state. So they're like, or I think there was one girl that said they, that she thought she could only join if you were a former NFL or NBA cheerleader. Like you had to be mm-hmm. an alumni I- in order to join. She's like, mm-hmm. I didn't know that just anyone could join. So it was, I think, a blessing for a lot of people, like for me, selfishly, right? Like I was able to keep my team and start a new team, but then start this new division and create opportunities for women who weren't able to, to join a pro team. Like, like we've talked mm-hmm. about earlier, there's just so many teams that are being depleted and getting rid of, and there aren't as many opportunities already to start with. Austin, I don't think, had that many teams that you could join. There's no sports team here. So, you know, it's already slim picking. So then to be able to start a division where you are, it's like-minded women who are, you know, very passionate about the military and wanting to give back. It's volunteer based, which I think makes a difference because Mm -hmm. every single woman that's on the team is like, I want to be here. It's not for another Mm -hmm. purpose or, you know, whatever their interest may be, you know, they, they are choosing to be here, which I think speaks volumes. And I think the cool thing about it is like, it's, it is an opportunity for anyone, whether you were a former professional and you just aren't ready to hang up your palms and you don't want that time commitment of like being on a sideline team. This is like Mm -hmm. a great space for those people, but it's, we have girls that are like fresh out of college or they're in their senior year of college and they want to try out for a professional team. And like, this is a great segue for them. So it's kind of like that really great opportunity for all different walks of life. We have women who are 21 and then we have women who are 37 on our team so it's like Mm -hmm. a team for everyone right and Mm -hmm. that's what I think is like the beautiful thing about it we just have like a really great melting pot of all sorts of backgrounds and walks of life so what do you guys do like if you're I understand you're not performing at games but like you're doing military is it appearances performances like give me yeah when do you just like all of the beats yeah yeah so definitely not cheering for a team, which makes it really flexible. So we don't have practices like twice a week for three hours every week. Right. And then we don't have like, like eight hour game day. That's like, takes up such a huge part of your schedule. 
the great thing mm-hmm. about what we do is everything is voluntary. So we'll do a mix of appearances and performances. And basically the way that Austin at least operates is when we have an event on our schedule, we have, we use Slack to communicate. So we'll just put in our Slack channel, Hey, we have a 4th of July parade coming up. There'll be a performance. This is the time who's able to make it. And then girls will just sign up and they'll say, I'm able to make it. And then maybe three weeks out, we'll take those girls that are able to make it. And we'll say, okay, when can we start doing rehearsals? What works for everyone's schedule? And we'll schedule rehearsals around that. So we might only do two to three rehearsals before an event. Um, The way that we kind of run things is we'll have all of our routines ahead of the season and we learn through video. And then once we get closer to the event, then we'll actually do in-person rehearsals. So it's just a lot easier instead of having those like grueling four hour, you know, practices every Tuesday, Thursday and four game day. It's just so much more flexible, I think, in that regard, which is just lovely. (laughs) Here's the way I explain it to people that have no idea. I say it's kind of like being on an agency and it's events based gigs. Well, and also there's a lot of community service, like she said, too, like things that we have done together. Veterans Hospital, that was cute and fun. Yeah, wreath laying ceremony um, in San Antonio. You know, the wreaths across America that they do every December. And it's usually in a national cemetery and they lay wreaths for our fallen heroes. So all across the, um, like, you, you know, we did them in Maryland and you know, DC. And so when we came here, like that was something that I knew I wanted to do. So we'll do philanthropy events like that, but then we'll also do performances like the round rock express game, which is a minor league team here in Austin. Like we'll just perform there. Um, we're hoping to perform at the F1 grand prix in Austin this year, which is going to be a big deal. Yeah. So Austin's a little bit more flexible than that. Uh, not everything we do is military focused, but a lot of our appearances are military focused for sure. So are you as like director of this division, like having to kind of seek out opportunities or people finding you, like how much are you having to kind of like find stuff? Or Last to, year to- was solely me just trying to start to find things and mm-hmm. reaching out to different organizations. The VA hospital here in Austin, they have an outpatient facility. I reached out to them and they were super excited to have us. We started establishing those relationships, so I'm hopeful that this year, between us already having those relationships with those events that we did last year, and then there is starting to get that word of mouth about the USA cheerleaders, and people can book an appearance through our website or through Ken, so if anyone was ever interested in booking, they can just find us on the mm-hmm. website, and then you know Ken will let us know we have appearances, and that has happened before. We have been booked for events in Dallas or in between Dallas and Austin, Well, they'll open it up to both divisions. Um, and then it'll be a mixture of, you know, us finding opportunities as well. We do have one of our team members who her husband, um, is in the army. And so she's close to Fort hood. So she's trying to establish connections with the USO there for us. So we can start doing things on base, which is wonderful. And then we have another girl that's close to San Antonio. So she's trying to find opportunities for us there. So it's a little bit of a mixture, but last year was very chaotic trying to like wear the hat of like team member I was like in uniform I was trying to like establish events I was trying to coordinate the team and I was like this year I just can't do that like I'm just gonna wear the coach's hat because it's just (laughs) and I literally Makiba I messaged every single one of my directors that I've ever had last year and I was like if I've never said thank you like thank you because it's a lot of work work, and I've never had more respect until I started running a team um 
<laughs> so I'm hoping I'm doing a good job. <laughs> I will see. Let's but... you, Bridget. <laughs> no, she, no, you really are. And honestly, I was about to jump in and say thank you because um, even when I try to take over and help you on Slack, I'm like, oh my God, she's so much more organized <laughs> than me. And she thinks about things five steps ahead of time. And I don't know why I can't. And um, she knows how to make you answer. If you're not checking your phone, she knows how to track you down and make you answer. And, I will like, find you. <laughs> she's very, um, like one time, <laughs> Tracy, this is so bad. One time, I don't know if I should say this. Um, <laughs> basically, I I was like, I think she did this on purpose too, where I was like, damn, am I in dance A or dance B? I don't even know, but I know there's rehearsals for both of them coming up and I'm just going to have to learn both or pretend like I know what's going on. And Tracy's like, no, I took you out of this one because you didn't answer enough time. I was like, thank you, but also I'm kind of pissed because now I lost the opportunity, but it's also kind of my own fault. So I'm glad that she does things like that. Like she's a smart coach. Aww. seriously hope you're not just saying that because I'm standing here but no dude here. no <laughs> but I can only imagine I mean I love what I was hearing in terms of like the teamwork of people kind of using their resources or their networks or their connections to actually help you know promote opportunities for the squad and then just knowing that it's like you said a volunteer base it's like we want to be out in the exactly. community. Mm-hmm. Well, I get that like when you're on a pro team and charities come to you, you're obviously not charging or maybe there's a charity rate, but just saying, hey, I want to volunteer and come and brighten the day or make an impact or, or do something helpful for your, you know, for yeah. this nonprofit or for the military is really admirable. It's just different when you're reaching out to this M yeah. saying, can we come to you versus like exactly the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just think like putting this uniform on feels so different compared to any other mm. uniform I've put on because it's like, it has a purpose. Mm. And mm. you know what? There's times where I'm like, we're not really doing much, right? Like we're wearing a uniform and holding pom-poms, but every time you meet a veteran, like we're saying, thank you for your service. And then they're telling us like, thank you for what you're doing. And I'm like, well, we're not really doing mm. anything. But I think it's just the acknowledgement of like, we're here to like support you now. And like, we're here to cheer you up. We're here to make your day or perform for you now. And it's like, I think it goes a long way and it's, it's very well received and it's just touching. There's been a lot of events that I've been to where I have shed tears and it's just so mm-hmm. much more meaningful than, you know, just any other, I've loved every team I've been on. I'm very, very grateful, but this is just, it hits a little different, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm already tearing up just thinking about it. And I, I loved all of the military appearances that I've ever been able to do. I mean, it's just a different, Yeah, it's just different. It's so different than any other appearance. And when you have an opportunity to say thank you in our own way, like whether we're dancing, working with kids, like talking to people and it always feels inadequate, but it's always yeah. so appreciated from the other side. And exactly. you just want to like, you know, your heart just like spills out. But tell to me about the uniform. Like, what do you guys wear? It's <laughs> <laughs> so fun. Like what you guys are wearing. Okay, say something real fast before you go. I went to I really deep, really shallow. That's really bad. <laughs> no, 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 not no. at all, not at all. Well, and also, okay, I'm so glad you said that too, because I was about to say, I was saying in my head, I feel like I'm a USO cheerleader, basically. Like I'm just constantly oh, on USO yeah. gigs, USO performances. That's we have this like f- ongoing joke that one of our teammates started. <laughs> she's like, her mom was trying to ask her like, well, what do you do exactly? And she's like, you know, we like cheer for America. <laughs> and it's like this joke that we always say to ourselves. But it's like, that's kind of what we, we do. We like, we are just cheerleading for our country. And like, 
We're like patriotism. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, the uniforms are so good. And I think every single person that joins the team is like, I cannot wait to put the uniform on. Then they put it on and they're like, this is the best uniform I've ever put on. It is. It fits your booty so nice. And it sucks you in. Uh And we have to shout out to our sponsor Rebel because they are the ones that you know, designed and they're very supportive for our, our organization. <laughs> and they're just, they're, they're lovely. Like they're so, they're just so pretty. And then they created these, uh, we have prototypes for military style uniforms too. So one representing each branch of the military. So I'm hoping that's something that we can implement across divisions because oh my God, that's very well received. We've run into people that are in the military that have commented on those uniforms, you know, because that's a good touchy thing, right? It's like, you don't want it to be misinterpreted and they'll be like, wow, like this is either, they're just like, this is really cool that you're representing, you know, my branch of the military that I'm in, or this is actually pretty close to the, all the badges that are on, you know, it's like, this is, you're like, was this correct? Is this not correct? <laughs> yeah. Like, they're, they're super cute. Tell nice. her and do all the divisions have like the same one or do you kind of get to have a variation with each division? Yeah, our signature uniform, is, we used to only have long sleeves and that was the signature uniform across all divisions. But then when we came to Austin, Ken had decided maybe in the hotter states, we should have a sleeveless option. And I was like very grateful for that. So we do have the sleeveless option, which Austin wears. And I believe Florida is the other division that wears the sleeveless too. So very appreciative that we can have our arms <laughs> freed from those. Breathe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and so you wear that regardless of whether you're performing or, or if it's an appearance. Um, we'll wear the uniform. I think the only time we did it last year was we were at uh, the Operation Blue Santa. Bridget and I were mm-hmm. at, we had help package toys for underprivileged children and we were there helping with other community members too. So we didn't show up in uniform that day. We'll wear like a black shirt with our USA cheerleader rhinestone on the front with black leggings, something a lot more conservative, but otherwise, mm-hmm. yeah, this year I'd like to do, um, you know, Texas, you've got to wear some cowboy boots. So might do like a rendition of like, thank you for saying this. Daisy yes. boots okay. and cowboy boots, you know, like a little flannel situation oh might God. happen. So yeah, like a little fun country version. <laughs> so um, I know you talked a little bit about like some of the differences between a sideline kind of squad and, you know, USA cheerleaders. But from what I saw, I mean, you guys do photo shoots, you're doing, mm-hmm. your what would you say are kind of like the similarities and the differences between the two experiences? Okay. So honestly, so, I mean, I haven't done NFL like Tracy and like you, I've only done semi-pro and arena and college and all that. So I actually think this team is harder, even though when you're on a sports team, it's a lot more strenuous and I don't want to say stressful, but sometimes I think it's harder to be on a team like this because kind of demands more of you and you have to be more of a professional to get things done quicker. You like you have to be accountable for yourself when you're on a team like this, like you, cause you're not <sighs> forced to go to your rehearsal twice a week and then game day. And you have people reminding you to do things. And like, you know what I mean? It's just like, I felt like when I was Got on it. a sideline team or, you know, when I was with the Ravens, it was like, you always had those reminders. You had to be there every meeting. Like you didn't have the option to like forget stuff. I don't know. It just mm-hmm. felt different. Whereas this, it's like, you're holding yourself accountable. You're a grown adult. You learn the choreography by yourself. You have to bring things, you know, and remember what you need to bring. And 
there's not that like constant reminder. So that makes sense. And I do feel oh, like, totally makes sense. yeah, it is hard to learn choreography through video. So I think this year too, we have such a gap between now and our first event that we might just do like optional practices for those that don't want mm-hmm. to learn via video. Cause it is a different beast. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, um, the girls live far out from each other. So like, you don't really have a practice buddy. Like you have to practice yourself as much as possible. Um, that's also, why I think it's harder. It's really hard to link with people because we're super spread out over here. Like mm-hmm. the one girl who lives in Colina on base, their husband, the two girls live in San Antonio. That is a lot different from having, like you said, this, that set structure three times yeah. a week, at points, everybody wanting to practice because they're freaked out about not being ready for practice. So there's definitely this. Like the pre-practice uh, before practice that you would have exactly. in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of those things that can get you in trouble. All, you know, like me and Brittany <laughs> practicing in the parking lot of McDonald's. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but no, I think it's, it does kind of force you to just, like you said, be accountable. And then knowing that your time is limited. Mm-hmm. being efficient and you know yeah. making it where those rehearsals don't go into like six hours or so because people yeah aren't prepared and all of that I could see that being a little bit diff- more difficult to manage yeah in some way but in the same token we were talking about this at our photo shoot recently like I just want this to be like a fun opportunity like sometimes I feel like when I was on a like an NFL or when I was cheering professionally like it still is stressful even though I didn't feel like well, it's, you know, I was like cheering for the MLL. I'm like, this isn't the NFL. Like, it's not that serious, but it's like, but you are a professional cheerleader. You're getting paid. So you have to be, you know, at a certain level, whereas this is volunteer based. So in my mind, I'm like, I want this to just be an opportunity for everyone. And I just want everyone to have fun. Like, I still want you to meet certain expectations, but I just want it to be fun for everyone. I'm never going to call anyone skinny fat or like kick you out of a dance like you need to be prepared you need to know the choreography but at the end of the day like I just want everyone to have a good time like and I think when I joined I did miss having some of the aspects like the photo shoot and those types of things and then we did little veteran rings for Mm -hmm. everyone last year like there were certain things that like yeah I wanted to bring to like our division because I was like it's not a sideline team it's not NFL it's not NBA it's not professional but for those girls that like are, might not ever get that opportunity, like I want people to experience what it could be like, if that makes sense. And just to be a part of something that's a little even greater in some ways, yeah. right? I mean, when you're part of a pro team, yes, you do have like a lot of interaction with the military and whatnot, but you know, to be able to say it's a privilege to be a part of USA cheerleaders in that yeah. way, because you are able to constantly give back in that that's your whole purpose in existence. So it right. gives you like a, a different meaning behind what you're doing. Yeah. And because I do think like there's so much emphasis on these teams now, pro, not now, but the pro teams and, you know, just the, the numbers game and math, like you're talking about 30 to 40 spots, you know, yep. for 25 teams in the NFL, even smaller numbers for NBA and mm-hmm. people forget about semi-pro opportunities too. And I mean, yeah. I know Bridget, definitely has that background too but I just think I'm excited to share with people that there are other options and things that might resonate too with what you think you're going to get from the pro experience you know for people who are auditioning right now and kind of having ups and downs in that whole process I just would love for people to think about or even just being inspired Tracy by what you did like maybe just maybe they would be in a position where they could start a a new division somewhere yeah yeah please super exciting yeah, and the oh, USA cheerleaders are still growing. There's chatter about a couple of other divisions possibly be 
happening soon. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's a growing organization and I think it's just going to keep growing. Every time we start a new division, I think there's more people who are motivated to start another division, right? So it's like yeah. this really exciting time too. So for anyone who like might not be in a state or a city where there is a division now, like, you know, there could be potential opportunities in the future. And even this year we had advertised our auditions through a sideline prep. And there was a girl that found us and she's like, I have been dying to like be on this team, but she was in Houston and she's Mm -hmm. here every so often. And I was like, come join us. Like, so she's on our team now. And it's just this wonderful thing where, which one? Kristen. Kristen. Okay. That makes sense. Why I haven't seen her. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so she'll be okay. she'll be in and out but then and that's like kind of the cool thing too it's like as opposed to a sideline team where you're expected to do everything like we have a really? yeah yeah like change your whole life exactly <laughs> yeah it's like the, your number one priority is that team where this is more like fitting into your lifestyle we have a girl that just got um hired to be on a cruise ship for the summer as a dancer and she's not going to be back until probably August, September. And I was like, well, when you get back, you know, you have a spot here always like this is your home. So if mm-hmm. you still want to be on the team and she's like, absolutely. And I think that's, that's like great. Like we're such a great support system for each other, for people who want to continue and try out for NFL and NBA. I'm like, go for it. If you want to be on another team while you're on this team, like, that's great. Like there's no kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. There's, there's no there's, looking at restriction in that Exactly. Way. Yeah. There's no conflict of interest because it's the military. You know what I mean? It's yeah. another sports team. So yeah. And you're essentially an agency. So yeah, there's no conflict of interest. Like you're, you're veteran and military and first responder support. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point to bring into kind of like the overview of it. So it's not just military support. You said first responders and what was the other one? Veterans. And right. veterans. So active military veterans. Mm-hmm. first responders yeah which are just much underappreciated exactly. like I mean listen to me my brain goes into like what else can you guys do but even like okay maybe I'm obsessed with Abbott Elementary but like when you think about like just other touch points of like in education cheering on teachers like all yeah. of the like underappreciated you know members of our society that contribute so yeah. much and like you know are you always going to get like a an Eagles cheerleader to show up to your Abbott elementary. No, but like, if there's like a group that can talk to you about different things, or I don't know, I'm just like adding stuff mm-hmm. to y'all's program. But the point is like, well, I love I what you're- know. that's not, I feel and- like our mission is kind of like veterans, active military first responders, but also like our community too. Right. So like, yeah. that's not mm-hmm. out of the, you know, the question, I think that's spot on. Oh, you yeah. too. I just think it's great to say, th- it's a way of saying thank you. Like I acknowledge your effort and everybody needs their own cheerleader like yeah I feel like in some ways especially in today's day and age like everybody kind of needs a little good cheer brought into you know a situation a community make people smile and it doesn't always have to be attached to sports um, right what do you guys love the most about I mean I know we talked about like some of the the aspects that are different but what would you say you treasure the most about being part of USA cheerleaders Okay, so I have a couple things. So for one, the uniforms are freaking bomb, just so you know. <laughs> if you haven't seen them yet, I've thought that for years. Um, they're just, oh my God. So yeah, you just, you feel like a professional NFL dancer in them. You really do. And um, I don't know. Honestly, I think Austin, I can't talk about the other chapters because I haven't been to see them. I really like Austin's chapters. Ours is very, I don't know how to say this. It's 
It's like as if Matthew McConaughey ran a dance team a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Like professional, but very relaxed and very fun. But get out there and do the thing. But we're also going to like be, you know. It really well, is like personality and like yeah. for people to be themselves and bring their, yeah. I can, I feel that analogy. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Our team is really fun. I don't know if I can say all these things on podcasts, but no, our team is very fun. Um, which I feel like it, I don't know if it'd be like this on any other NBA NFL team. I mean, maybe moments, but ours is just very, there's no judgment at all, at all. You're very accepting of us. You do let us do a lot of things. Like you trust us a lot and you let us have a lot of autonomy and you don't stress us out. <laughs> like I said, well, I have certain expectations. Yeah, yeah you do. Like, uh, yeah. Oh. But yeah, for the most part, I feel like it should be relaxed. It should be fun. And you know, like it goes back to this being a volunteer based team. Like everyone wants to be here. So I trust that the people that really want to come are going to sign up for events and they're going to show up. And they're going to do what's expected of them, right? Like, yeah, and every single time yeah. it works out. It's We always have great events and everything goes well. So, you know, I think now that I know what I'm doing from last year, I think this year is going to be a better year. But, um, like, just thinking about, I think, the thing that I love most about it, when I was in uniform, like, in Maryland and, and even last year, like, just being at the event and, and hearing that veteran say like, thank you for what you're doing. Like that's, it's just, it gives me so much purpose. But then this year where I'm like trying to like, like I said, just wear the coach's hat this year and hearing the team, like our team members say like, I'm so grateful that you started this division. Like that brings me purpose too now. And then there's just times where our divisions are starting to cross connect too, which I love. Mm -hmm. Like we'll have events in Dallas where girls are flying from the East coast in, and we're driving up to Dallas and we're all meeting or the veterans day parade in New York city. We do every year. We're having girls fly in from Texas to go to that. And we're starting to just have these like divisions cross, you know, and, and then the F1 grand prix, if we do this year, we have, I think four different girls from different divisions that are coming Mm -hmm to join us for that event. Cause that's a huge event. I'm like, okay, all hands on deck. Like who would want to come? I was thinking just from Dallas. And then there were a few girls that I'm, they're like, I'm willing to fly in cause I want to come. And I just love that. Like, I love that everyone's on board and we all just like want to show up and it's just a beautiful thing. So let's answer for everybody listening um, because it is volunteer based. Talk us through the auditions process and then kind of some of the, what are you absorbing cost wise? I guess, do you have sponsors and like, you know, when it it comes to travel, is is everything volunteer where you're kind of paying to participate in a way, if that's okay to ask? Yeah, sure. So every division, I think, has their different, their own audition process. I would say for the most part, if Ken is running the division, we do like a rolling audition process. So if people on the East Coast are interested in auditioning for those like Maryland, New Jersey, you know, divisions, New York, anyone can email Ken, Ken Martin at usatruleaders.org and let him know you're interested. And basically what he's probably going to ask is for a headshot a resume. And if you have some sort of dancing video, there's not a ton of dancing that's happening in other divisions right now. Um, so for Austin specifically, we're only doing an audition process in the beginning of the year. And it's a similar situation. You just email me your resume, a headshot, body shot. And then this year, what we did was you had to learn a little bit of choreography nothing too crazy. 
not super highly technical. There's no like turns, leaps, kicks or anything in our choreography. And then we did do an interview portion after the choreography round, just so I can get to know people and see if they're a good fit Mm -hmm. for the team. Because, you know, if you're working every single weekend, which is usually when our appearances and events are, this like might not be a fit for you. Right. So just like learning, you know, those types of things and why people want to be on the team. Cause it's, everyone comes from different backgrounds. Right. So it's just a little different than like joining an NFL team. It's like, if you're joining an NFL team, I feel like it's probably for the same reasons as everyone else, but this is a different squad and everyone's purpose I think is a little different. So it's like interesting to hear that as far as cost goes, we do have sponsors. Rebel provides us our uniforms um, at a very substantial discount counted rate. Ken pays, everything comes out of the organization's pocket. So uniforms, pom-poms, anything that is on our our body is going to be provided to you through the organization. Our division, you you do have to buy sneakers. I don't have a specific sneaker that's required. We were given certain shoes through Rebel, but we weren't given ones for everyone to wear. So I'm just saying white sneakers, whatever your choice is, like a pair of white Mm -hmm. sneakers is pretty reasonable. And then obviously hair and makeup is going to be every girl's responsibility. We don't have sponsors for tanning or hair and makeup like that. And then travel. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone's a professional at that. We even have a cosmetologist in our squad. So Mm -hmm. anyone that is like, I need help with eyelashes. You know, there's always that one girl that's like, I can do them in the dark. I got you. (laughs) So yeah, we make it work. Yeah. And as far as travel goes, the girls that are coming to our event this year, I have a feeling that's probably something that's going to come out of their pocket. But there have been events in the past. I think last year there, we did have an event in Dallas where we were provided housing for the girls that were coming from out of town. Mm-hmm. I don't know if their travel was taken care for, but we, we do try to accommodate for those that might be traveling from out of town the best that we can. But we are a nonprofit. So, you know, it's just a little t- harder than when you're not given a budget, right? Like, like a actual right. team, a sideline team would probably have some sort of budget in mind or, you know, set on the side. So everything that we need is provided through donations. So, you know, if we are being booked for an event, we ask for that organizer to just make an in-kind donation. And it just goes back to the organization for whatever we might need. And Ken does a phenomenal job of providing for the team. I think he's such a hard worker in everything that he does. He just goes and gives it back to the USA Truelers organization. So we would not be here if it was not for him. Yeah, hands down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got us a huge Airbnb for the um, Armed Forces Bowl in Fort Worth. I didn't go to that because it was right around Christmas and we knew quite everyone a few got COVID. <laughs> everyone got COVID around Christmas. And I was like, I just, I, this is a dream come true. Like, I can't believe our organization is getting really cool gigs like this. But I, so I didn't go for that reason. But I saw everything mm-hmm. on the Facebook page. And I was like, oh my God, he literally got us like an eight bedroom house. This is so cool. Um, oh, and also, nice. sidebar, this is also why I love this team so much. Tracy is the most generous coach I've ever had. She literally buys us Chick fil A, she drives <laughs> us in her car. <laughs> Or her man's car um, all the way to San Antonio, like an hour and a half away. She's literally like full-blown dance mom. And she's been that way since day one. So no, you know, you are. And so we're super duper lucky. And so there's not been a lot that's come out of our pocket, to be honest, Mm. because of her. That's just beautiful. You know, with the podcast, obviously talking about like 
we need to be paid more and, you know, all these different things. But this is such a different organization and just hearing about the passion of everybody that's involved with it. I mean, it's, it's because you're investing yourself into an organization and you're willing to do those things that will help the organization touch more people. I mean, that's really what it boils down to when you're doing right. any sort of volunteer work. And I'm just excited to finally learn more about it because I've been seeing it and I'm ecstatic to kind of hear more about like what this opportunity really entails because I do think people get a little um I don't want to say jaded but like if you go through enough auditions yeah the whole you know rejection and you don't really think that there's anything that's going to fill your cup you know what I mean other than that one thing that you're like laser focused on but yeah I love sharing information where it's like think about other opportunities because they exist you just gotta find them or be open to them and know that there are so many things that you can appreciate about that experience that may not be the exact same. Right. But may be more fulfilling in different ways. So it's just it's so true. Open. Absolutely. Yeah. Honestly, this changed the trajectory of Tracy's whole life. I bet you were like NFL or die for like six or however many years it was. Yeah. And now here you are, you get to be a director. You get to live in a different major city. That's a pretty dope that I'm, I'm sure you never saw coming. And also, yeah, I'll talk about that in a second, but also please, for the love of God, I'm so excited. I love seeing, like, I can't believe that someone hasn't stolen this idea before. And like, I want there to be a USA cheerleaders for every single major city, not just because I'm ambitious or whatever, but like, doesn't this just make sense for every city to have a USA cheerleaders? <laughs> I'm to sure do... Ken would love that. <laughs> but I'm so excited. Yeah, it's it's hard. You one, you need someone to man it, and then you need the funding to to get all those uniforms. But as we mm-hmm. keep growing, he's and when I started the division here, he just had said like, "You're you're helping the legacy, and like this is my vision. Like I just want the organization to continue to grow." So I'm just honored that I was given the opportunity to do it, and then to extend the opportunity to the team members. And like I said, selfishly, I was very grateful because I was moving here, but. Um, and not knowing anyone, right? So now I have all these sisters and it's great. But yeah, to your point, Bridget, like I had tried out for the Ravens cheerleading team, I think five times. And it is hard when you're going through that process. You just feel like I'm not good enough or I'm not this mm-hmm. enough or I'm not that enough. And then you're on this team and it's just such a different thing. Like you're accepted and you're giving back and it just feels mm-hmm. so good. And yeah. I'm just grateful that it's a place and a, you know, a sisterhood for, like we said before, if you were in a, a, you know, NFL, NBA space, like that's awesome. We have a girl that's a former Cincinnati Bengals cheerleader on our team this year. She's going to give us a wealth of knowledge. But then for those that have never been on a team before, you know, like they offer something completely different too. And doesn't mean that they're not good enough or, you know, this enough or that enough. It's just this is a space for everyone. And that's what I think is like the really cool thing about our team. Yeah. I mean, even just hearing about the auditions process and I mean that it's rolling or kind of flexible in the sense yeah. of like not crazy, you know, stressful, psychotic Month experience. Long, yeah. Audition. <laughs> preparing process. your butt off, like yeah. start, whatever you're doing, like but just a chance to present yourself and show why you would like to be a part of the organization. I don't know if you make cuts in addition to, you know, as part of your she did she did but I mean just you know but more or less it's not the same kind of experience that you would have for a team there's yes scorecard right like I've seen scorecards from some of these audition processes and it's crazy 
It's more yeah. like, are you going to be a fit for our organization? Do you really want to be here? Are you going to make the effort? Are you going to be able to, you know, sign up for events? Like that's really the question. And yeah, you don't need to do eight fuetes and you know, all these crazy tricks and stuff. Cause you know, I was not a jumper. Like I was not like a super high, I could not do a toe touch. Right. Like if they said yeah. there was a toe touch in the audition process, I was like, I'm out. <laughs> like I'm, I'm done. <laughs> it's a lot more flexible and it's a lot less stressful and intense, I think, than yeah. other teams. One question I guess I have, because this is going back to like my theory, right. But you know, when you're doing performances, like, what do you really look, like, what really connects with the audience? Because I have in my mind that I love dance, and I love how uber complex it's gotten, but I'm also sometimes watching, and I'm, like, not moved, or Hmm. I don't know, it doesn't grab me, and if you're, like, performing for a smaller group, smaller audience, potentially, like, if you're at a, I don't know, a veterans hospital, I'm just making stuff up, but, like, what do you look for to connect with the people that you're serving? Like, what do you see that like resonates with them of like, I'm actually entertained and this was fun and I loved it. Like, what are you looking for in your dancers or performances that really kind of show that entertainment value? Because my theory is like, they don't know a fuete from a freaking, no. I don't even mm-hmm. know. I think and that's we could not stand... what the audience is looking for. Yeah, yeah. no, you're not at all. Right. I, but I think <laughs> when it comes to like veterans, they're just so grateful you're there. We could literally just stand there and breathe and I think they would be happy right like we'll be performing and then they're afterwards they're like are you guys the Dallas Cowboys cheerleader right and on our minds we're like wow (laughs) if you think (laughs) that we're the Dallas Cowboys cheerleader but they don't know any different like they like to your point they don't know what a hitch kick is or an axle or double period they don't know I think they just want to see something exciting so like for us it I think it's more that performance level like a smile on your face and just acting like you want to be there and then connecting with them. Yeah. Sassy hair flip here and there Mm -hmm. and then connecting with them afterwards. Right. Like that's what I think gets them excited. Like Mm -hmm. a performance is great and they're excited to watch it. But then I think for them to just be able to say, you know, hello to you or for you to shake their hand. Yeah. Yeah. You talk to them a lot. You talk. Yeah. I was going to say that. I feel like Tracy looks for like, people that pop people that love to connect with people I feel like you need girls that's why you interview us and then the first year the the year that I was on my rookie year um she had us do like a one minute explanation of why we wanted to be on the team I was like she wants to see how we talk to people 100 percent and then um it's not just just performing like you you need to be able to have both and flex both of those muscles and be able to talk to strangers and be confident Mm -hmm. it's all strangers literally nothing but Sometimes handsome strangers, sometimes old strangers. (laughs) That is a a gift that I don't think is, I would say, not fully vetted enough in my mind. I know people do interviews, like all the proteins do interviews. I get it. But I do think people slip through the cracks or they turn it on for like the director because I want to be on this team. But when you're out in the community doing appearances, people can kind of like withdraw or not step up to the plate of being like outgoing and making people feel welcome and and engaging and I mean that's something that's super important and especially doing something like this if you're just not that person who's willing to strike up a conversation and make that person feel seen and yeah heard then you're yeah you're not really doing what needs to be done right <laughs> yeah. 
spreading it. Spreading That's the point. Yeah, yeah, the point of a cheerleader is a community ambassador, literally, because people don't get to meet NFL players, they get to meet you. You're the one mm-hmm. going to the hospital, whether you're, you know, whatever pro team you're on. You're the one before the game outside. You're the one that like little girls go up to and sometimes obviously little boys too, like ask for autographs because they can't get anywhere near a player. So yeah, you are the ambassador. You're doing the same thing just without football players. Yeah. I just love it. I'm so happy that I got to talk to you guys and just like hear about it because, you know, it's the last season of the podcast and, you know, now I'm just like, I couldn't even imagine if closing this out, like without this conversation, because honestly I have tried having kind of either like a semi-pro focus kind of episode where it's just talking about, hey guys, there's other things besides, you know, NFL, NBA, like please seek out opportunities in your local area, kind of PSA announcement. But but this is one that I just think flies under the radar a little bit. And I just yeah. want people to know about it, hearing your story too, like I said, of just the possibility for growth and just support everybody go follow. What's the... Give me the handles and the Facebooks oh and the whatnot oh for people to be able to follow you guys. We have a website. It's uh-huh. uh, all encompassing. So it has information about the organization and all of the divisions. It's usatrailers.org. And then we have a USA Cheerleaders Instagram and Facebook. So if you just look up USA Cheerleaders, you can find the, the umbrella brand of the USA Cheerleaders. So if you want to follow Austin, it'll just be USA Cheerleaders underscore Austin. And okay. Yeah. So there's a Texas one because they were established before we came about. So they're just Texas, but now we came around. So we're, we're Austin. So Texas, the mm-hmm. Texas one is not us. We are Austin. Okay. Texas is what, Dallas and- it's the Dallas division. Gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. But I was talking with Ken. I'm like, well, we obviously need a Houston now. So we're yeah, obviously that Instagram handle. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, now I'm like, dang, we need something in Seattle. We have faces out here. And I keep you want to start one. No, <laughs> I'm serious. No, for real. Because then we get to travel to you. I, I think y'all should because you have a huge one in Tacoma. This is like the perfect opportunity for you all. Yeah, huge in Tacoma. I'm telling you, that was like one of my favorite things to do is going out over the holidays to JBLM and working with the kids and just, oh. I don't know, that whole day was just so special. 95% of the reason why I wanted to be on the NFL, like the Ravens specifically, because I wanted to do a military tour. Like that was what I wanted yeah. to do. So, yeah. you know, this was just, I think it was just the path that was meant for me instead. And I was just talking to a girlfriend earlier. He's going through an audition process. And I was like, you know, I saw this quote one of the last times I was trying out. And it was like, when you keep knocking on one door and it doesn't open, like, don't keep knocking on that door. Like, there's other doors that are meant for you to open. And I just truly think that, like, if you were trying out and you were in this space, like, do not get discouraged. Just like what you're saying, Makiba, there's so many other opportunities. And the USA Cheerleaders is just one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just thank you guys both for just helping share that story. I mean, it sounds like such a cool, like you want to be a part of it just because it sounds so cool and fun and just like the bonds that are forming between everybody. And especially being able to pull people from different parts of your state and just, yeah, I mean, what even more unique and special sister, you don't have to see each other all the time to kind of have that bond. And that just speaks <laughs> yeah. volumes of the leadership and the, and the wonderful people that make up the team. So shout out to everybody that's part of USA Cheerleaders, Austin yes. and, and abroad and yes. not abroad, but you know, beyond Mm -hmm. 
Um, but thank you both for just for doing this. I'm Thanks like, so much for having us and helping us spread the word. Of course. I want to say two things. The reason why I was so nervous coming on here because I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to say? And everyone's going to listen to this. But this is two- I edit, you know, it'll be fun. <laughs> But this is like two major manifestations um, put together because I literally told myself back in 2010, like, I just like deep down, like, I want to be on USA Cheerleaders. It's one of the things that's on my list. I want to do it. Obviously, I want to, you know, go to whoever, whatever, NHL, NFL, NBA, whoever, CFL, hey, mm-hmm. maybe Canada, uh, <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know what that is. But um, <laughs> no, I told myself, like, I, I really want to do this at least once, cross it off my bucket list. Um, so this is a huge thing. And then I wanted to be on this podcast years ago when I first met Makiba. I can't believe she's letting me. And, <laughs> and no, she um, tried to play me a couple of times. I was like, let's do it. And then she's like, I can't. Like, I don't Aww. know. It all yeah. happens for a reason. And mm-hmm. seriously, like I couldn't imagine closing out the podcast without us having even more of like an official oh. connection. We, yeah, we met a year ago, but now we actually have our official episode that will live on forever as long as people are wanting to listen. But Tracy, it's such a pleasure meeting you too. Likewise. And Bridget, I love you. Bridget's the Don't best. Don't make me old. <laughs> when I can get my ass together, I'm coming back down to Austin. No, I want to go to you. I actually know it's on my list now that I have this new job and I've turn not turn my life around but you know what I mean I've yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well wait until it's nice it's so gross it's ridiculous I mean honestly okay how about this we can do both because now Tracy's here so you can meet her you're gonna love our squad like they're all perky come, like, performing and stuff yeah I'll have to keep you updated when we have stuff no, you're going gonna, on you're gonna have fun you know you're gonna have fun down here you had a little sample <laughs> last time you're gonna have a whole oh, lot of fun down sure. here oh for sure so I'm no, still, you're, you're great. I'm really, really not over this podcast being done. Just so you know, I haven't said much about it, but like, I'm very, I don't say disappointed because I know that you always make the right decision and you weigh things out and you're immature, but like, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed because you started to really blow up. And so I'm like, damn, if you would have kept going, you would have been like, not call her daddy status, but you, you know what I mean? I, like, but that's the thing. it's like, I think. Each time I take a break in my mind, I'm like, okay, do all the marketing and the business stuff to try to get on call for daddy's side. It's not that it's about that, but like, but I'm always either just catching up on my, or there's always something that doesn't allow Mm -hmm. me to kind of progress the podcast. And so I feel like I've been just like dragging my feet behind me the last few seasons, which feels weird. I feel like I haven't put even forth the best, like I've always focused on content and like putting the best content out there that I could interviewing the most cool people that I could think of but like I felt like these last couple seasons have just been more limping across the finish line and so I was like maybe I need to stop regroup reset not that it would never come back but just like I got to get out of this feeling like I'm not doing the best that I can with the podcast if that makes any sense and so that's really it is a weird decision and I'm kind of like did I really just say that but I feel like it felt right to kind of say just at least communicate to everybody like hey, 10 seasons, almost four years. And I just felt like a creativity block almost. But yeah. I don't I don't want to rule it out completely. And because I do get haunted by it because I'll have oh. a beautiful conversation like this. And then I'm like, damn it. There's, to me, there's never a shortage of stuff to talk about. Like right. there's always somebody that you can interview and talk about. So I feel the this same year, way, Bridget. 
no put this in your episode let everyone know that because I thought you were done forever I was like damn I don't I don't even have any words I don't know what I want to say to that and I'm glad you're saying and maybe maybe I might I said I said like do you know don't be mad if I pull a you know Tom Brady and come out of retirement I love that no do it we just need stuff like this you know in in this field there's just a lack of it so like I said you know when I was trying out I was just so grateful to just felt like there was a little bit more of a community, you know, like, oh, I'm not in this yeah. alone. Yeah. Right. Cause that's, that's what I thought was missing. And we have all have social media, but like, just, there's been so many beautiful connections from this. See, Bridget, yeah. damn it. You're going to make me start crying. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know, some- <laughs> know something funny? I never had to tell you this. Okay. And you can, you can add a lot of stuff that you want into the podcast. Like, I don't care if this stay, I actually kind of want this to stay in here. So okay. I had a boyfriend that I met off of freaking hinge back in 2020 and I drove with him all the way from Pittsburgh to Austin. I helped this man's move and guess Whoa. what podcast we listened to. I made him. I was, like, uh-uh. I was like, no, no, no. We got like eight hours. Like, I'm not even kidding. I wish I would have thought of this to text you. I don't know why. Cause I'm like, she's a celebrity. Don't bother. <laughs> But, no, I'm so serious and because um, I hadn't met you yet I made him listen to pro cheerleading podcast and I forgot what we're talking about but it was like hey this might not exist over the next couple of years for x y and z reasons I made him listen to the whole thing and we talked about it after I was like you literally cannot be in my life if you're not gonna do this like in every single man <laughs> I'm sorry I'm like I'm gagging right now. Okay. That is great. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like it's specifically the pro cheerleading podcast. Like I'm not even kidding. Like you. And I'm like, if you're not going to listen to the whole thing and then have commentary afterwards, and analyze what we just talked about and how we're moving forward. <laughs> we cannot be together. Okay. Oh my and- God. That is great. Oh my gosh. Did he want to like, just be left at a rest stop? <laughs> I'm no. dying. You know what's funny though? There have been a lot more male listeners than one would think that actually find it interesting, which I find mind blowing. But just, actually, I think every every boyfriend I've had since 2020, I think, has actually checked out this podcast a little bit and made, listened a little bit. I'm so serious. That is so cool, though. I should have been telling you this the whole time. Yeah. Literally, that is the best story the best story and if you think of any other little random story yes. see this is, <laughs> this is what I wanted to be on the podcast earlier but I was too freaking nervous so I mean I don't know if y'all have somewhere to be you do have somewhere to be but this is how I want to be the whole time because this is more of my personality you know what I mean yes like, no it always comes out that you are just like a ray of sunshine from the day one interaction and I'm so lucky to know you keep it coming I swear if you have any stories like that, no I do I do this is what I was like planning on doing the whole entire time but then I got scared like in the beginning which is stupid that's why I have this tattoo I don't know if you saw but I know you saw um mm-hmm. but that's why I got this tattoo because I'm tired of living like this I'm tired of being like scared to do big things you know what I mean please don't be don't be you have like the world as your oyster. what is it? I'm terrible at saying no but- that's it yeah, so much to so much to like offer Bridget. Seriously, now I'm gonna sound like I'm never, not never talking to you again. But I'm like imparting wisdom. But your personality is just so fabulous, and I yeah. hope you never go back in any capacity whatsoever because you just you're cheating everybody if you hold back. That's yeah. how I feel. That's what I was yeah. saying. If you want to re-record, let me know because I because <laughs> I can like fix the first half. That's what I'm saying. Please. 
like I said, we can always talk. You can always reach out. You know that we can get on the phone and just talk crap about anything or nothing at all. And <laughs> I think you underestimate yourself all the time. I do. Oh, I do. Yes, yes, you do. Hence, unnecessarily. You're yeah. amazing, both of you. And thank you so much. This was so fun. I love the name of this episode. I'm pumped as hell. I don't have to like figure it out while I'm editing. Yes. Okay. Thanks so much, Makiba. Thank you. Seriously, oh so God. nice to meet you. If you too. Ish, I'll be down there soon and we'll meet. In person yes, yes, yes. Bye. Bye. Have a good night. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. You can follow your favorite podcast on social media at Pro Cheerleading Podcast on Instagram, at Pro Cheer Podcast on Twitter. We're on Facebook, on YouTube, and you can support your favorite podcast on Patreon. Until next time, keep your eyes on the sidelines. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.